And lastly, joining us from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest, our regular correspondent Robert Larson is joining us. Welcome to the Heather McCoy Show. Heather, always good to be with you. So um, I guess it's an election year, and so I guess there's a proposition on the ballot in Marietta that has uh, traffic cameras being removed. Yeah, this is pretty interesting. The um, I'm not a fan of the traffic cameras. It, it just... I guess they've been in use a lot of different places for a while, but I always thought they were kind of big brotherish. Uh, just, you know, the government setting up cameras that are watching you all the time. Never liked that. But, uh, and then it's also if you, if you go through a red light, you know, you just barely miss the yellow, you know, okay, you broke the law, but if a cop pulls you over, you, there's some gray area. A cop, if he's having a good day and you're super nice to him or her, might let you off on it and you can, explain extenuating circumstances but when you get one of those it's just you go to court it's almost impossible to fight and anyway so a lot of people like me are really against it so they've gotten together and put this on the ballot as a ballot initiative here in Murrieta and there is a group a, a counter group that is filing a lawsuit to so it will not be allowed to be on the ballot and it turns out one of the fellows involved with that has ties with the company that makes these uh, devices, these huh. cameras, and sells them to these different municipalities. So it's kind of a, a, a conflict of interest, but it's more of a thing of a of lying about what you're, who you really are. It kind of astroturfing, you know that. Yeah, who yeah. who you are and who you're representing, that kind of thing. Right, and it's just really about the money, and we want to keep stopping these things. And I don't think there's really good data in a, in a lot of these cases of the putting these in making it that much safer if at all and it does seem to be that these things are money makers obviously for the company that's selling the equipment and maintaining them uh, for the cities but uh it's a money maker for the cities too there's a lot of revenue on those tickets yeah well, my first reaction for something like that would be, I would, I, my guess would, would make intersections less safe because people are trying to race yellow lights so they don't get a picture taken of them. But that's just my gut. Well, no, my actual experience of, of having to go through this intersection all the time is it makes me really super nervous. It makes me like, uh, okay, is it? gonna turn yellow and then I should speed up because I wouldn't want it to turn yellow and I might not get through the intersection quick enough. You, you just, your mind kind of spins a little more rather than if it's a normal situation and okay, if you go, if you're a little late and it turns red, like right as you're entering the intersection, which would technically be illegal, you're still going to be okay uh, unless a cop was right there and but this is like you're you're just busted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the that's the one thing I do. I hope the initiative to ban those things does pass because um, I'm there's a lot of things I like that, about Europe that I wish we could emulate here in the states. But the amount of uh, cameras that are in London, I don't want to emulate that anywhere in the states. No, and see, I think these traffic, even if if you could say okay, it's a good thing and it makes these intersections safer and all of that. It's just like it's just one more one more spot where there are cameras, and that are watching what you're doing, and it's one less way that we have anonymity or that we have privacy, and and it's not a private company just setting up security cameras around their building, which is 
you know, that's one thing. This is, it's the government. <laughs> and it's, it does seem to kind of uh, at least push at the edges of our right to privacy. Oh, I, I would say it pushed it over the edge of the privacy, but yeah, I'm a little bit, um, I'm a little bit paranoid about that, honestly. Um, so I guess another big story is uh, a marine sex slave ring in Camp Pendleton. Why am I am not involved with this? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Let's uh, find out a little more about this, but it's. Um... Yeah, there was a headline that I saw. It's uh, the. Um, let me bring this up really uh, quickly. And yeah, it says the headline that I read Brittany Dawn Kilgore, Marine's estranged wife, murdered by sex slave ring. Uh, so when I saw sex slave, I thought, what well, is this one of those things where people buy and sell slaves and it's not exactly that it's more of a master servant and slave role-playing ring yes is, um you know that can be fun people are into that and that can be completely legal and people can enjoy that and that's fine but this is more like these people brought this girl in she somehow knew one of the guys that was running this little group and she thought she was just going on some kind of date with him or something and then he kind of brought her to this house and then these two girls that were a part of his ring already uh murdered this girl or uh, one in particular did used a stun gun and then uh strangled her oh that's awful yeah and this was out in in fallbrook in which is a strange little community and then uh she her body was dumped over by lake skinner which is also in this whole uh kind of temecula valley area well, her defense is interesting. One, of the I think one of the people that murdered the woman is said that my master told me to do it, which I've never heard as a defense before. It's usually insanity or not guilty. Well, didn't uh, the, the Manson family? Didn't some of the girls uh, say that that Charles uh, <laughs> Charles made him do it? Kind of a similar type thing, I think. But anyway, yeah, this is a little uh, a little creepy, and and they uh, the girl that was murdered was estranged from this fellow that was a marine and then the guy that was running this uh, little sex slave ring was uh, also a marine so it's kind of like you do kind of wonder what goes on over there <laughs> <laughs> wow there's a kind of like uh, uh wow i mean are there all kinds of weird things going on with marines there but or is it just a couple of bad apples so you kind of, it, it's a, yeah, but anyways, Fallbrook has got this weird history. It, it's a beautiful place, actually. Parts of it are, and they grow a lot of avocados out there. It's known for that. It's got a good climate for that. And uh, But people I have, know who have lived in this area for a while say there's a pretty seedy side of Fallbrook as well, and that there uh, were these sort of... Uh, racist kind of skinhead type groups that were pretty big there a few years back and i assume are still around maybe not as big as they used to be but it was uh, considered some people tried to stay away from certain areas of that town because of uh, that sort of element that was pretty big out there and they're kind of tied in with this whole uh extreme sport bro type <laughs> of stuff. course 
And yeah, and not not that all guys that are into that are, are racist skinheads. It's that, totally not the case. And some of them might be lugheads, but not racist or anything. Yeah, like yeah. And is there, and supposedly had a fairly big element in the Fallbrook area where there's a really interesting swimming hole that I want to check out probably in the next week. And that, that's what's great about this area. There are little rivers and little creeks hidden away here and there in the uh, Temecula Valley area and uh, swimming holes that <laughs> you're a little ways from the beach. So it's not people that have lived here for many years. It wasn't always convenient to get to the beach. So you had to find these places to cool off in the summer. And this is uh, a creek, I think, that's connected to the Santa Margarita River and has a pretty good flow of water that I believe is spring-fed. And I've seen pictures online. It's pretty nice, clear pools of water people swim in. But another report I got was that people have trashed it up a little, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, urban uh, swimming holes don't really work out so well. Yeah, I know. It, it's just not everybody has that sort of air element in their psyche you and i are have done a lot of outdoor type things backpacking and camping and have a basic respect for the wilderness and not everybody grows up with that yeah just nobody's ever taught them yeah what i was going to say about the fallbrook skinheads are they transplants from huntington beach or is it just like in the inland empire's version of huntington beach you know I'm gonna. I don't know for sure, but I'm gonna say that it's it's probably from a lot of places like Orange County and San Diego, because a lot of people have moved to to this area uh, from those two regions, San Diego proper and Orange County in general, because uh, of cheaper housing. You know, in Fallbrook, it's it's a mix. There are areas that are up in the hills that are super expensive, and then there are the lowland areas, some of which are. Uh, rather cheap i'm sure and uh so yeah i i would uh, think that uh, probably there's some of that going on yeah uh, one of the things i want to touch on real fast is um just my own predisposition towards um what i would perceive what would be um happening in the Lynn empire regarding the shooting in aurora colorado would be i would imagine the right wingers out there would say oh this is another fast and furious and they're trying to take away our guns in the aftermath and um you're saying that wasn't the case well i i've heard those types of thoughts um a lot online actually <laughs> some, of, some of my facebook friends but uh just from people i've talked to out here it's uh, more just the kind of standard shock oh gosh i can't believe this happened or you know this is not and uh, i'm i kind of my shock about the whole thing is that people don't see the pattern. They don't see how often these kinds of shootings happen in the U.S. And it's just like, we need to do something about that. And I'm not saying that it, it's all about gun control or that, that we need to take away people's guns. I mean, I think we need to look at sensible gun control laws. Uh, but we also just need to look at America, why we behave the way we do why we are so violent and uh, we turn to guns so easily that that's what i think we need to be looking at yeah myself it's to me the gun control isn't really the issue i mean he if it was banned obviously he can get it in the black market but that might trigger off some more law enforcement trip wires to catch him before he does such a heinous act but at the same time, it, the theme from Gabby Giffords and the shooting in Aurora, Colorado seems to be 
we need to ha somehow stop mentally ill people from getting weapons. Yeah, I, I think we need to, to actually spend more money on mental health care. <laughs> it's just, that's just been so decimated over the last 30, 40 years. And I think that's one of the results. Yeah, so on that awesome note, this has uh, the, been the Heather McCoy Show. Thanks for your report, Robert. Oh, it's always my pleasure to do it. Good talking to you. The Heather McCoy Show. This has been the Heather McCoy Show. I want to thank my guest, Neil the Mouse, from uh, fillthescheme.com. And then uh, Jill, Dr. Jill Stein, she's running for the Green Patty presidency. You can find her at uh, jillstein.org. This is, has been the Heather McCoy Show. Stay tuned next for Ask a Leader on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.